Hey, welcome to the Fantasy Football Genius Podcast, where winning isn't everything, it's the only thing. Stay tuned if you want to crush your fantasy football league. Happy Thursday to everybody out there. It's the Genius Cast, week 14 edition. Fantasy playoffs are here. If you're not starting your fantasy playoffs this week, you need to talk to your commissioner because that means you're likely having week 17, your Super Bowl. Not a good idea with lots of things happening in that weekend. A lot of players sitting due to having nothing to play with. You want to make sure your Super Bowls are in week 16. So if you're not starting your playoffs this week, talk to your commissioner, try to get that moved. But right now, let's go on ahead and talk about what's going to go down today on the Genius Cast. We're a solo cast. It's just me today. So hopefully you're sitting well, sitting nice, and getting ready for the playoffs. And hopefully you're one of the lucky ones and have a first-round bye in your fantasy playoffs. Let's go on ahead and jump right into week 14 Fantasy Football, the Genius Cast. Today on the podcast, we're going to give a little shout-out to a commentator on Instagram. We'll do a little mixture of overreaction corner mixed in with a little listener's interaction from Instagram. We'll talk about the injuries going into the Week 14 matchups. We'll do a little bit of this guy or that guy, best matchups for season-long leagues. We'll finish with games to target in DFS this week and how I'm going to look to attack the one-game slate over on DraftKings and FanDuel if you're playing tonight as the Titans and the Jags start off and get Week 14 kicked off. And we'll close out the podcast with my favorite stacks, some contrarians, some very favorable, popular and contrarian stacks for the upcoming weekend of football games. First off, let's go on ahead and give a shout-out to Lefty Cheesesteak, a very popular player, that, um, a guy that we talked to on Instagram. If you're in the Michigan area, check him out for some great food over there on his uh, different restaurants out there. Congrats on the postseason. Let's bring home that trophy over the next couple of weeks. As we talked about, um, the overreaction this week is... Are you out of the playoffs? Are you in the playoffs? Did week 13 destroy you? Plenty of duds happened this past week. It started off with a Thursday night game between the Cowboys and the Saints. Looks like It looked like heading into the game that the Saints were going to dominate that game. Fast forward to the end of the game, and we saw big names. Michael Thomas, Drew Brees, Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram, all putting up duds, likely affecting many owners out there. I'm guessing nobody in fantasy world out there sat those kind of players, especially with that kind of matchup and with playoffs on the line likely in many leagues. And all four of them putting up some monster duds. Didn't end there. We saw uh, Tyreek Hill, Aaron Rodgers, saw, saw some big-name players put up a dud following the Thursday night game as well. Few takes for people say it. We had Jackson H04 said his whole team laid a dud, but so did his opponent. So luckily for him, not only did his team throw up a dud, but his opponent did as well. Underscore Gus underscore had Julio and Juju just to name a few of the bus, but got into the playoffs anyways with a losing record. Tough to good for you. Tough to say for the league. I'm, I'm guessing there's probably a stacked team over there with you getting into playoffs as a losing record. I'm guessing there's at least one or two stacked teams over there. But hopefully you can pull up the upset and get that trophy in your hands. Fantasy football boss had Aaron Jones and Julio Jones throw up a dud. Two names that I saw plenty of, of reactions talk about. Julio Jones in a nice matchup throwing up a major dud in his game. 
Uh, Ice had a rough week with his top score being a kicker. Never want to have your top score on your team be a kicker, but hopefully you're able to get into playoffs despite that bad week. Sam underscore Tuttle 919 saw a pair of Packer Aarons throw up a dud. That's right, Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones. After the game, we heard about the coach getting fired in Green Bay. Got to wonder, maybe, just maybe, with Rodgers um, fighting with McCarthy, was that possibly a thrown game kind of way? You, you never think that kind of stuff happens, but you just never know. Both Rodgers both, both Rogers and Jones throwing up duds, likely very popular players for many, many owners out in fantasy world this past weekend. Sporting with made the postseason despite a dud from Michael Thomas that he put up against the Cowboys. Congrats to making the playoffs. Um, Hopefully you all made the playoffs. Hopefully you guys are out there. If you don't have a first-round bye, hopefully you at least made the playoffs. If you do have a bye, be active. Continue to look that waiver wire. Don't just sit there because you have a bye. Look at what's going to happen in in the next week, couple weeks. Look at those defenses. Look at the quarterback. uh, If you're streaming quarterbacks, look at who they're playing next week and jump on those players before they're taken next week in the waiver wire. Always be active. Don't just sit back, especially if you're out there. Next up, let's talk about the injuries that occurred in week 13 and what's going to happen coming up this week. Some big names we looked at. We saw A.J. Green and Greg Olson. Both saw their seasons come to an end in week 13. With the way since he's gone, the season is gone, you've got to wonder that there's not much to go on in that offense. They don't have a whole lot to play with, play for. They're obviously still going to throw out their big-name players, and you're obviously going to probably have to start the Joe Mix and the Tyler Boyds. But other than that, I'm not looking at Cincinnati for many plays in my season-long leagues. And if you made the playoffs, you don't want to lose with a backup quarterback throwing the ball to one of your playmakers. But like I said, you're going to probably have to go Joe Mix. You're going to have to go Tyler Boyd just because of what they've done in the past, what they've done this season, and the role they have in that offense. As for Carolina, look for Olsen's targets to go towards D.J. Moore. But with Cam Newton's bum shoulder this week, it might be a huge CMC week in Cleveland as they take on the Browns. I could possibly see a lot of dump-offs in the passing game going to McCaffrey, and we already know he has jumped into that elite role. He has proved this year and last year, but especially this year, that he is one of the elite running backs in football, and he is for sure going to be a beast for years to come. Love it to see, especially as a Bronco fan and as his old daddy Ed McCaffrey as a fan of his growing up. Love to see Christian McCaffrey showing that he is a star and he is actually outperforming what his dad did. Good luck to McCaffrey the rest of the way. Good luck to you if you have McCaffrey. You struck gold with that pick. James Conner left last week. He's out this week, making Jalen Samuels a nice play for the first round of the playoffs. Sounds like Conner's injury is not that big of a deal, so it's not going to be an injury that can keep him out long term. But if you have a first round buy, maybe you want to look at who might, might be one picking up Jalen Samuels if you're still sitting there. I'm guessing the waiver wire is already over in your league, so this is probably bad news. But for future uh, information, um, even if you have a first round buy, Pick up those players, even though they may not start on your team. You're keeping those kind of players away from your opponents, and especially if someone you don't want to see in the next round when you have that bye, you may keep a player that allows him to win, and maybe you can play the lesser of the two teams. It just helps you take away a player that many owners can possibly use, even though you're not playing that week. Just play keep away from the other owners in your league. That's one thing I like to do, and especially like I talked about earlier, if you have a first-round buy, don't just sit back and not do anything. Keep, keep a look on a waiver wire. If you play the streaming defense role, if you play the streaming quarterback role, look who they're going to be playing the next week. 
Don't just sit back and hope they're going to be there. Jump out and grab those players before they're taken the next week when people are looking at those defenses and those quarterbacks. Or even taking like a uh, handcuffing, like someone, especially with that whole, whole news with uh, uh, Kareem Hunt and Spencer Ware. If you jumped on Ware beforehand and grabbed him before all this news happened, all of a sudden you got a player that can push you to the, over the top. So those, those star players in, in, in uh, elite offense roles, the Todd Gurley's, the Ezekiel Elliott, those kind of running backs there, grab those handcuffed running backs, especially this late in the season if you're in the playoffs. And even if you don't own those kind of players, if you have the roster space, grab a player of those calibers because you never know if they sit them or if they get hurt down the road, all of a sudden you have a player that could push you over the top and win your Super Bowl with a monster outing. Yesterday we heard Emmanuel Sanders missing the rest of the year due to a tearing his Achilles in practice. If still available, Cortland Sutton is a must-add. I'm guessing with the news hitting, hopefully you've already added him to your team, and I'm guessing he's probably no longer out there. Another name to keep an eye on is Deshaun Hamilton in that offense. He's going to probably uh, possibly start opposite of Cortland Sutton in that offense. And I'm guessing what they do is they're going to give a lot more looks to Sutton. And obviously, Philip Lindsay is going to get a lot more looks moving forward. And as a, as a fan of the team, I think what the Broncos need to really do, and it might be able to, if you have the roster space, just pick them up and see what happens um, this week, especially, is possibly seeing what Royce Freeman and Philip Lindsay can do together. Coming into the season, I thought they might be able to do like a generic version of uh, Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram there in New Orleans. We might be able to see that now moving forward. We've seen Lindsay as a star in this league. He has elite speed. He's a great player out of the backfield. And Royce Freeman still has that upside. Coming into the season, I was very high on Freeman. I still am moving forward, especially with injury to um, Emmanuel Sanders. you got to wonder if their running game is going to get more looks. And they're not going to want to give the ball to Lindsay uh, more than they already are. So that means that Royce Freeman might have an impact moving forward. And if you have the roster space, Freeman is definitely worth, a, worth an ad to see what they do this week against the 49ers on the road. And the Bears look to get Mitchell Trubisky back just in time for a big game against the Los Angeles Rams. As we've seen that back up there in Chicago, they're not the same offense without Trubisky under center. Now that we get, looks like Trubisky's going to be back, I think we can trust a lot more of those players on offense, the Tariq Cohens, the uh, Gabriels, the Allen Robinsons, the even uh, Trey Burton, who's been a major bust recently with Trubisky out of the lineup. Now that we see that Trubisky's going to be coming back in the game and a game that they're likely going to have to score points against the Rams, those kind of players can be trusted on your rosters as well. Burton is still kind of an iffy player to me just because even with Trubisky, he kind of it wasn't getting the looks down the stretch as we uh, saw earlier in the season. And coming into the season, I was very high on Burton, thought he would uh, take the leap and be one of those um, next-level tight ends. He hasn't done that yet, but I think he's a little more trustworthy now that we have Trubisky possibly back in that game. And it sounds like he is going to be back in that game, so I think they're very safe to put in your rosters if you need to. The Coens and the Allen Robinson, I think both are very safe if you need the um, – if, if, if you trust him in the past, and especially in PPRs, I think Cohen is almost a must the way he's played in that offense, especially with Trubisky on the center. It is that time of the podcast where we talk about a few different options, a few different this player or that player in season-long leagues. 
let's go on ahead and jump into it. I'm guessing that if you have both these quarterbacks, you drafted quarterbacks way too high. Um, but let's say you're looking at DFS, or even if you do have both these players for some odd reason, do you go Drew Brees or Aaron Rodgers? Brees going against the Tampa Bay Bucks, and Rodgers is at home against the Atlanta Falcons with the new head coach. Personally, I think it is Drew Brees. I think Brees is going to be is going to be on a mission to erase what happened last week, and I think the entire New Orleans offense is in a great bounce back bounce back spot against Tampa Bay Bucks. Bucks are horrible against the pass, horrible against the run. I think all members of that offense. I think the Brees, the Michael Thomases, the Alvin Kamara's, the Mark Ingram's, they're all in for a major major game, and I think Brees gets off to a major major start and he continues to let it roll I think the uh, Saints get back into what they do best and that is throwing the ball all over the field I think Breeze is going to end the end the week as the number one quarterback, and um, that, that, that's not saying a whole lot because Breeze is, a, is an elite talent. But the way Patrick Mahomes has played this week, that's kind of this year. Um, saying Breeze is going to be the number one quarterback is a little big deal because of the way Mahomes has, has been playing. Again, but Rodgers as well. I think both players are great options if you're playing DFS. I think you t- if you you play the cheaper of the two, I think they're both going to have good games. But if I have to pick one or the other, give me Breeze against a horrible Tampa Bay defense. What about Jared Goff at Chicago or Philip Rivers against the Cincinnati Bengals? I'm not very high on golf at Chicago, um, and it all just goes to that whole defense there in Chicago. I think the Bears are one of the few teams that can actually keep that offense under control, and especially if you add in possible weather. Don't know what the weather's supposed to be like in Chicago, especially in a night game. Um, you got to wonder if the Rams offense is going to be, be up to the challenge. They're obviously going to be up to the challenge, but are they going to be able to put up those monster numbers that we've, that we've seen them do week in and week out? I think the Bears are one of the very few teams that can actually limit what that team does on offense, limit being likely 24, 27 points still, but for a team that scored 30-plus many weeks, that's, uh, that's saying a lot for the Bears to come back and hold that kind of offense down. I think this is obviously much more of a girly game um, over a golf game. Just because if it is bad weather, if it is kind of crappy weather in Chicago, you might want to see the team run the ball and kind of run that clock, get the game over with, get out of there with a win, and get back into the um, warm weather of Los Angeles. Um, so give me Phillip Rivers in that matchup. I think with the injury to Melvin Gordon, and obviously we've seen the Austin Eckler, maybe he's not ready for that uh, number one role there in that offense. I think Phillip Rivers continues to sling the ball around, and we know that he can th- throw the ball to many options there in the passing game. Justin Jackson uh, is a player that I'm, I'm keeping an eye on as well. He's the backup to Eckler. But he proved last week that he was the better of the two backs, um, getting in the end zone and having a much better game with limited number of carries. I think the same thing can happen this week. I think Eckler's going to be the starter and probably get a lot of looks from people, especially in the DFS world. But looking at Justin, the, the backup to Eckler, Justin Jackson, might be the better option in DFS to have a little salary saver as well. Speaking of DFS, if you're taking a chance on who you want to start as an elite talent, Ezekiel Elliott or Todd Gurley, who do you go with? I think obviously both options. If you can if you can play both, definitely do so. They're both in for big games, I believe. Even with the Bears defense, I think Gurley is still in for a monster game. He's just hard to contain. He's one. He is the best back in football this year. But I believe Ezekiel Elliott will end the week as the top back. So give me Elliott in a big division game against Philadelphia Eagles. I think Elliott is in for a big game. And coming off of the New Orleans game, we know that they can hang with the elite teams in the league. 
Philly hasn't been the the team that we saw last year being the Super Bowl uh, defending Super Bowl champions, but they do still have a good run defense. But I think Elliott's going to get a lot more in the passing game. He's been used a lot more, uh, especially recently in that passing game. I think it happens much more as the year goes on. I think Elliott is in for a monster game against Philadelphia, and the Cowboys showing that they are the top team in that East this year. What about Joe Mixon at the Chargers, Philip Lindsay at San Fran, or Dalvin Cook at the Seattle Seahawks on Monday night? I always like to have that Monday night hammer just in case you're um, – that way you have someone going in that Monday night game just in case. But you cannot go against Philip Lindsay, especially with the role he's going to be – that he's taking on the offense and now that he's going to have even more moving forward. I've said in the past that I think Lindsay can be that generic version of Kamara. You can also look at um, those little screens, line them up outside, and get those little bubble screens from on the outside. That way you have Freeman in the backfield as well. And that's something that Denver might look at doing as well. Um, it's, it's just I, I just don't see how Lindsey fails against the San Francisco 49ers, especially what they're gonna, how they're going to be asking him to do a little more even than he's already doing now, and he's been elite as it is. Give me Philip Lindsey all day over those three. I think Lindsey is in for a monster, monster game as the Broncos look to continue their winning streak and hopefully get back in the playoffs. Speaking of the Broncos, what about Cortland Sutton at San Fran or Kenny Galladay at the Arizona Cardinals? Give me Sutton as the number one option there in Denver with the injury to Emmanuel Sanders. I think Sutton shows this week that he can handle it, and I think that they were um, looking to get him more involved anyways. Now they're going to have to with the injury to Sanders, and I think Sutton steps up and shows that he can handle that kind of role. Give me Sutton over Galladay in Week 14. How about Amari Cooper? versus the Philadelphia Eagles or Mike Evans against the Saints. I think the Saints and Tampa Bay could be a shootout, but so could the Dallas and Philly game. I think that has sneaky shootout possibilities there in that game. And the Eagles do uh, give up plenty of points and plenty of yards to the outside receivers and offenses. But I think if the Buccaneers are going to hang with the Saints, they have to realize that Mike Evans is their best option in offense. I think Jameis Winston has to get Evans going early and often. Between the two, even with the monster games that Cooper's been having the last couple weeks, I like Evans in that matchup. This week, as the playoffs in season long goes goes forward, we still have DFS going every week. So what kind of games am I looking at attacking in the main slate over on DraftKings and FanDuel on Sunday? A couple of games I'm looking at are the Indianapolis Colts at the Houston Texans with a 50 over under. The Carolina at Car- Cleveland game has a 47 over under. I think that has sneaky shootout potential as well. And the obviously the very popular and the very chalky New Orleans at Tampa Bay with a 55 over under. One thing I have seen is that that line I think started off at 57, 58, something like that. So the line has dropped there in that over under, possibly because of the weather in Tampa Bay. Maybe it's supposed to be a little rainy and windy. Possibly I haven't looked at the forecast as, as of right now. But that line has dropped a little bit. Likely it has to do with the weather there. But it's Drew Brees. It's the Saints. It's the Buccaneers. Those kind of matchups sometimes do shootouts. And I think that that's going to be very popular and popular for great reason. I think the Saints and Buccaneers put up big points both sides of the ball. As for the um, stacks there, we'll hold off on doing the stacks. Let's go ahead and uh, jump on over to the single-game slates over on DraftKings and FanDuel. If you've been listening to the podcast all year, we like to do the Monday and Thursday games where we talk about the uh, one-game slates over on DraftKings and FanDuel. 
DraftKings has theirs as a $10 entry fee, $200,000 up top to first place, $888,000 plus in total prizes. All you have to do is beat out a measly 104,575 players. Pretty easy, right? Not so easy. Um, to win that, you're going to have to be very contrarian. And with a game like the Jacksonville-Tennessee game, a very on paper looks like a bad football game, and it likely will be, especially with the over-under being in the upper 30s. Um, this is the kind of game that I do like because you don't have to have lots of scoring. With the Rams and the Chiefs game, there was plenty of touchdowns scored, so those little touchdowns by the low-owned players don't mean much in those kind of games because there's so many touchdown scores. With this kind of game tonight, I think if you have one of those low-owned players and they score like a 60-yard touchdown pass or run, all of a sudden, you're jumping a lot of people because of a low-owned player, and it's harder to make those up with less touchdowns. So if you have one of those low-owned players that goes off, you're sitting nice for that nice, cool $200,000 up top. And FanDuel, they have theirs as a $9 entry fee. $100,000 to first place. 555000 total prizes in play. All you got to do there is beat out a whopping 73,000-plus people. Uh, FanDuel is a little easier to chop with um, just because you have a limited number of uh, players. And obviously, if you play on both sides, you know that DraftKings, um, they both have a – FanDuel is called the MVP and DraftKings is called the captain. Over on DraftKings, you get penalized for the salary. So your captain is a one-and-a-half times the salary, but you also get one-and-a-half times the, the points where FanDuel – the the prices don't matter. It's, it's the price is price for a flex or an MVP. So you're going to want to play the best player. Obviously, the number one player that many are going to look at is Leonard Fournette. So if you're looking to take home first place by yourself, I think a smart idea is to fade Leonard Fournette completely. He's going to be pro- possibly 75 80% owned in tonight's game just because in this kind of game, there's very few options available, and Fournette is the number one option available as well. But the Tennessee Titans do have a good defense, and Jacksonville Jaguars in the past have had a good defense. This year has been a little different story. But I think this is going to be a very low-scoring game. I think both defenses and kickers are in play more than they are usually. Over on Fandle, you can't play defenses, but you do have the kickers available. Um, I, what I'm, how I'm probably handling it is over on Fandle, I think I'm going to play a couple teams. I'm going to have Fournette on one of them in my MVP spot, and the other one I'm going to fade him completely and hope that maybe he has a bust game where he has a very down game. And if you, if you get a 17-13 to 13 score and both touchdowns are through the air with Cody Kessler, and maybe you throw in Cody Kessler instead of Fournette, all of a sudden you're jumping those Fournette owners and having a possibly lower-owned Kessler throwing that touchdown or those touchdowns. And one way I'm looking to be different is with those receivers not being very great in Jacksonville, I think the most popular one's going to be Dante Moncrief, followed by possibly D.D. Westbrook. I'm looking at possibly going Keelan Cole as my possible deep sleeper, um, possibly going deep and maybe catching a long touchdown pass down the road. I'm looking at him on both sites, but on DraftKings, I'm looking at fading Fournette completely. Over on Fandle, Fandle is a half PPR. You're looking at most of the, mostly the running backs and quarterbacks are the better plays over on Fandle, where DraftKings is a full PPR, so you want players to get a lot of targets. And Fournette in the passing game just isn't the, um, the, 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 the greatest of options of those elite backs. So I'm looking at playing maybe playing both quarterbacks and playing both defenses along with one kicker. And all of a sudden you're being different by not having Fournette in your lineup. That's the way I'm looking at doing it, hopefully trying to take home that top prize. 
again, I think a lot of people are going to play Fournette. So if you want to min cash, if you want to um, have a chance to min cash or tie for first place, obviously Fournette's the best play to put in the captain spot, the MVP spot, or even a flex spot. But if you want a chance of winning that top prize and having very few people to share with, if any, look to fade Fournette in a game that he has a very good chance to have a decent game, but he has just as good a chance to have a dud game. And we all know he does make bonehead decisions, so who's not to say that he won't even actually get kicked out of this game, which all of a sudden, if he does, you're sitting pretty as having no shares of him where he's going to be very, very, very popular. And we will close out the podcast with some popular stacks that I'm looking at for the games this weekend. Obviously, the very the, uh, very popular ones will be the Drew Brees to Michael Thomas and or Alvin Kamara's. The Winston and Evans might be a, a fairly popular. I'm looking at possibly looking at uh, Luck and Hilton, Mayfield, Chubb, and Najoku as a possible three-man stack. Look at Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams with a new coaching staff there in Green Bay. Rodgers might feel like he can actually let loose and do what he wants, not have to worry about fighting with his coach. I think Rodgers is in for a big game, and I think he might have a – and if I'm not mistaken, I think he's uh, middle of the tier. He's not one of the highest-owned quarterbacks, if I'm not mistaken, on the slate. I could be wrong there, but I thought I – I saw that he was fairly – um, cheaper than some of the other quarterbacks there in the league. I'm also looking at Lindsey and the Denver defense this week. I think the Broncos could uh, have their way with the 49ers. And as I talked about with Sanders' injury, I think Lindsey's in for a little bit bigger role. You can also take a look at over on on FanDuel, maybe uh, not going Lindsey and see if maybe Freeman does get more looks. Maybe he gets a couple touchdowns inside the goal line area and going Freeman and Denver's defense. But I think Denver's defense is in for a, a nice game. And I think the ground game might get going a little bit there in Denver. And also look at maybe going with an onslaught of the Pittsburgh Steelers by using four, maybe even five of their players on offense, going Drew Brees and maybe um, Juju, Antonio Brown, and going with one of the tight ends and maybe avoid the ground game, which is going to be very popular just because of the, because of the salary that they're um, very cheap on for the ground game with Jalen Samuels. So maybe go into the onslaught passing game and avoid the running backs and throwing a tight end instead of that instead of Samuels on offense. So that'll do it. Um, hope you guys had a great week. Hopefully you guys had. Uh, hopefully the information I gave you can help you win your first round matchups. Hopefully it can help you win and add to your bankroll in DFS. And if you have not followed followed us over on Twitter, please give us a follow at Fan Sports Genius. And over on Instagram, we are fantasy football underscore genius underscore. And as always, give us a look on our website at www.fantasyfootballgenius.com where winning isn't everything, it's the genius thing. We have all your DFS and your season-long needs. Hope you guys get a W. If you have a bye, congratulations. Sit back and look forward to who's going to be playing you. And if you're playing this week, good luck. And if you are out of the playoffs, there's always next year. Hopefully we can help you get back into the playoffs next year. But we will talk to you later. We'll talk to you after the weekend of some great games. Enjoy the games. Have a great weekend, and we will talk to you next week. Have a good day. Bye.